Welcome to the Irish Tech News Podcast, presented by the tech doctor, Ronan Leonard. Hi, welcome to today's Irish Tech News Podcast. I'm here with Silja Litvin, who is the co-founder of Equo. How are you doing, Silja? I'm doing well. Thank you for having me. Glad to have you. Tell us a bit about, about your background. So um, I'm originally a psychologist. I majored in clinical psychology and systemic family therapy. And um, the, my product pretty much started out as part of my PhD and then kind of changed and became um, PSYCAPS as it is now. And um, that's pretty much my background. Okay. And what does EQO do? So EQ is an emotional fitness game, and um, it pretty much teaches people psychological skills. Um, and I like to call it subclinical. So usually if you're looking at evidence-based applications that are out there to treat mental uh, illnesses, then um, you're targeting a special uh, illness like depression or anxiety or an eating disorder. And um that is going to be ultimately our end goal, but at the moment, we start subclinical, saying that it's actually there to um, boost your emotional fitness, your emotional intelligence, to teach you psychological skills that help you navigate in life and kind of um, build up your emotional resilience and psychological well-being. And I guess because it's a game, they're more used to playing that because they're used to playing games as children and as adults, so it's for them, yes. it's, it's not going to be too daunting. No, no, it's not daunting, and that's the whole concept, because a lot of the mental health um, apps or programs out there are a little bit scary, you know, people have to be willing to actually um, look for a solution, they have to be willing to be, you know, honest with themselves and say, okay, I probably need help, and um, it, it can be a bit scary, so we want to lower that threshold so that everybody, so it's not just for people that are unwell, but it's for people that just want to grow and work on their self-development and play, you know playing and learning are both things that are extremely gratifying. So we're putting that together in one product where you can play a game, you're having fun, and at the same time you're having these aha moments that you're learning something in the game that you can apply in real life as well. Yeah, and I guess because as it's a game, it's something that it's easy to pick up and, and play with. Not much yeah, like you don't need any education prior to that. You just like within the game. Um, I, I'm working with an amazing company called Collision Studios in Los Angeles, and they're developing the game. And they have been developing games since 15 plus years. Like they worked on Game of Thrones, Walking Dead. They really know their stuff. So when you come into the game and you log in, you, it intuitively tells you like how the game works, and you don't have to think about it or learn how to learn. You know? Yeah. Because I guess if you have to learn how to do things. It- it's it defeats a purpose. So why why would you do that? Yeah. and it's another threshold, right? So yeah. if it takes you like half an hour to understand the game, then uh, you might like lose interest beforehand. So w- we want the whole experience to be pleasurable, to be fun, and um, you know, to be something that you want to come back to. And I, and I guess in long term, there could be an option where there's prizes or points, like they the get something if you win something if you do well in the game. Um, actually, someone approached me about um, that if you win a level that you can earn, like, cryptocurrency tokens. Yeah. Um, I haven't, like, I don't know more about that. We're, we're just, like, it was the first time discussion. But I'm I'm kind of, I'm torn a little bit between thinking, okay, external motivation, like coins or something like that, or internal motivation that says, like, this 
actually was fun. This benefits me and um, how I'm feeling every day. And I'm doing it because it's, you know, it's rewarding in itself. So sometimes if you put too many outside rewards on something that is beneficial, then people refocus on the external um, motivation and don't do it for, you know, for their own selves anymore. Yeah, and I guess if you've got too many external motivations, you've lost focus on what your product actually does. Yes, exactly, exactly. And then at the end of the day, you're all about collecting tokens instead of actually learning and growing. Yeah, and also for you as a company, what happens then is you're then going to be doing more of what your external motivator wants you to do rather than what you should be doing. Exactly, exactly. And, you know, in, in these things that are um, like have a positive impact on people's lives, it's, it's really important to stay focused on the, the product and the message, which is ultimately making people happier, healthier, and more resilient towards stress and, and emotional distress. Because I guess, what's the point in telling somebody you, you can win some cryptocurrency of prizes when in reality, the main prize and goal should be to improve the mental health? Yeah, yeah, that, that's it, exactly. So, you know, sometimes to have like little perks can be fun, but it has to be the right amount. And it's, it's really kind of tricky to find that balance. Okay, and tell us a bit about uh, why is mental health become something we can talk about now? It's, it's become a more open topic, not taboo anymore. Yeah, so um, I think this is actually something good that swapped over from America. So um, Americans have been very open about having therapists, going to therapy, um, you know, mental health since decades. Um, and in Europe, people were a lot more conservative and there was a lot more stigma. You know, people would say, I don't want to go see a therapist because I'm not crazy. Going to see a therapy because you're suffering, a therapist because you're suffering from depression or anxiety doesn't mean you're crazy. It just means that you need professional help in that moment, that is instance. So I think there has been a change in how society sees mental health because a lot of the role models which in other contexts I would say isn't maybe such a good thing, like actors shouldn't necessarily be role models for real life, but they're coming and they're speaking out about mental health and their own journey. And if people like The Rock can say, I went through depression, then I think that motivates a lot of guys to say, hey, if this super manly, super successful, super nice guy can speak, can speak openly about it, maybe that means that I can look at myself and, you know, find out if I need help or not. And, and you know, and also like the royal family with Heads Together um, is, is doing a lot. So they're, they're raising a lot of positive awareness about mental health. Because I'm sure we, we've all got friends who've got mental health issues, but you wouldn't know, like Rocky, like Rocky, you can't tell they've got them because they're always happy and smiling, but when you don't see them is when it comes out. And Exactly. If we could actually help them and say, look, we know that you've got a, got a problem, Come talk about it. People, where to help you? That's a that's a good thing. Yeah, that that's a great thing to be and, and to have enough education to be to know what the signs are. So, for example, if you have an outgoing friend who you know stops calling back and is, is staying at home and not getting out of bed and is like his emotions or her emotions are really flat, those are all indicators of a depression, right? And then instead of taking it personally and say, "Oh, my friend became a party pooper" or something like that, you can say, "Wait a minute, there might be something where I could help." Or if a friend does come or a family member says, you know, I, I think I'm suffering from anxiety, then you know how to react positively to, you know, show your support and show that you understand to a certain extent what they're going through. I guess the idea is to try basically tell them that 
There's help out there. I be enough like when you developed or be a be a mental health specialist that can tell them what's what they're doing, what's wrong with life and how they can improve it. Yeah, yeah, that's that's important because during my research um, of, of you know the very first version of the app, um, I discovered that people are very much overwhelmed about what therapy is and what it looks like. What's the difference between psychiatrists and psychologists? What kind of counseling are there? What kind of therapy types are there? So to, to be able to bring some clarity and understanding into there is very helpful to help people actually actively seek help. Yeah, because I guess once they seek help, then they basically the, their life changes around for the best. So with that, like yeah. yours, you're more or less giving them an op, a way of doing that, which won't embarrass them as such. Exactly. And I mean, I, I've been studying psychology. Um, I, I started studying in 2004. So I have been really in the, in the um, topic for, for very long. And, you know, I say if, if you have a fancy car, like uh, let's say you have a Ferrari, you're not going to go and try to fix it yourself if there's an issue, right? You go to a professional. Yeah. And the same thing is with your mind. Your mind's a Ferrari. And if something is going on there, then you need to go seek a professional to get back on track. That's true, because I, I don't know anybody who basically, who, unless, you're, unless you're a trained mechanic, not where you're going to go and fix your car yourself. Unless you're a trained yeah. psychologist, even a trained psychologist won't go and do it. They'll go to somebody else to do it for them because you can't trust yourself either to do it. That, that's true. Every psychologist has supervision. And if you want to hold your uh, license, you have to go on a regular basis. And it's very important. And tell us more about what you're looking for from from investors for your your business. Well, my my dream investor is someone who has experience in the startup world. Um, I had a meeting today. It was very interesting. um, It's a a, um, fund that helps seed, um, raise seed rounds, and they're called Walking Ventures. And the, the CEO meets his clients in the park and takes them on a walk through Hyde Park. So I got up at 8 this morning. At seven this morning, met him at eight, and we went for an hour and talked about psychology and startups and the team and everything. And um, people like him are great because he has a portfolio, or his company has a portfolio of forty different companies. So they know they have vast contacts and experience, and they can help out and they can help grow and figure out where you know I, as a startup owner, I, I might be a little bit too focused on one thing and I need to look at something else. So that would be extremely helpful and. If that person doesn't need knowledge in psychology, because I, I bring enough and my team brings enough um, of that. I have one of my team members as a, a professor at the university in, in, in Germany. Um, but to have a love and an interest for things, all things mental health. Well, for me, that investment is much more than it sounds great. Because normally, when you meet somebody, you meet them in, in an office or behind a desk. Whereas going out for a walk means it's more friendlier and you, have, you don't have any yeah. to show. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was, um, and you know, um, he, he was saying that when you sit in an office, you often you focus very much on the slides, and you don't see the person. At the end of the day, the team is the most important, right? Mm-hmm. Because things change. Yep. Yeah. So that was a, it was a, it was a great experience, and I was very lucky with the weather too, which isn't always the case in London. Yeah, and you were lucky today. You had nice weather as well, so it wasn't too bad. Yeah. Yeah. That's for sure. So tell me more about your future plans. So right now, our game is solely a game. Um, We are starting a research product that we're saying playing this game because it teaches you psychological skills actually heightens 
resilience and it makes people happier in their relationships with other people and themselves. Um, because it's impossible to get more psychological knowledge without applying it in one way or the other and becoming better at communicating and connecting with other people, right? Mm -hmm. So um, this is one thing that we're doing right now. And I am raising money as to add features to the game that actually target depression, eating disorders, anxieties, all the mental illnesses that um, can, can be treated with uh, digital products. Because we, we will be applying the same gamified tools and features to therapy as we are to the non-therapeutic parts of the game. That sounds good, because I know there's many different types of mental health issues that people face. It could be something like bulimia, it could be something like uh, depression, yeah. it could be something like uh, anxiety, panic attacks. So it's good that you're able to target more than one area. Yes, yes, and a lot of a lot of the symptoms um, cross over, so, um, and a lot of them are comorbid, which means that um, the two different disorders are to give at the same time, person experiences at the same time. So, for example, someone suffering from depression often has issues going about their day. So they lay in late and they don't make it to work and they don't call their friends and they don't go shopping or wash their hair. And that causes them anxiety because they know they should be doing it, right? So it's not that they're suffering enough from the depression. They have to um, survive the anxiety on top of that. So a lot of these things cross over and um, you can you can treat at the same time. And I guess similar, like if you got if you got a, you got anxiety, you also might get as well panic attacks, which is very common. Of course, of course, it just um, often goes along. And um, panic attacks are actually once once people know what they are, are manageable, and um, you you can work on them quite well. So, and that's the thing that an app can do nicely. Well, for me now and again, if I go to an area that's really really crowded, like a concert, for example. I yeah. kind of get, I kind of get a bit worried about, am I going to be safe here? So I'm sure we okay. all get that that issue. Now I'm I'm lucky in my in my case, I don't feel too bad. But I mean I know others who might feel a lot worse than I have about it. Yeah, yeah, and and just imagine that feeling multiplied by just leaving your house to go fetch milk. Yeah, you know, and and. The good and the bad thing about you know, the society and the technology where it is is that theoretically, if you have enough money, you don't have to leave the house, which is good because then you're not faced with your anxiety. But it's bad because you're you're not you know you're not working on your anxiety. Yeah, well, I'm thinking now with technology, you can buy your food and get everything delivered to your house. So maybe you think, why should I want to leave? But in reality, yeah. you have to leave. Yeah. At some point. Yes, yes, and you know it's it's important to have human connections. Like people are you know, I, I guess animals in a way, and we need to have each other. So um, solitude is important, but if it's excessive, then it becomes unhealthy. Yeah, because I, I guess if you're, if you're always stuck in the same place day in, day out, you're not going to improve or get any better. You're going to get maybe worse. Yes, and, and that's a possibility too, for sure. Especially if you're not used to, if you're used to seeing what you see in TV and think that's real life and don't go out in the real world. That's going to make yeah. it worse for you. Yes, yes, exactly. It's, it's so it's so easy to escape reality nowadays um, that you, you almost have to force yourself, even if you're you know not suffering suffering from mental illness, um, to force yourself not to binge watch you know some kind of series or YouTube or uh, TV. It's hard, you know, because it, it's it's 
really made, all these things that we do are made to be addictive. You know, every TV wants us to watch as long as possible. Um, every internet program, every social media platform wants to suck us in and they don't want us to leave and they're very smart at it. And that, you know, that in a way is kind of funny because, you know, I'm offering my product on, the, on a platform that has quite a few negative health effects, um, like a game, right? Yeah. But we are using all of the kind of like evil little tricks, let's call them that, um, of the gaming industry to help people stick to therapeutic pro uh, therapeutic um, process. Is there anything else you'd like to add? Um, at the moment, um, we're going to start a crowdfunding campaign in March, and we can use like all the support we can get. So if, if you know like the idea of EQ, the app, our website is eqgame.com. Click on it, sign up, support us, tweet, talk about us, you know, have a look at the game. Um, because at the probability, like there's a, a lifetime prevalence of 46% that any one of us will have to, to deal with some kind of mental health issue. So it is going to be either us or a loved one or a friend that might need an app like this one day. So I, I'm really asking for all the support we can get. Yeah, and also lastly, is the game a web app? Um, it's not a web app. We are on all app platforms. Um, we're on Amazon. We are on um, Android and uh, iOS. That's good to know. And anyway, yep. thank you so much for that talk, Sylvia. Have, have a great day and talk to you soon. Thank you very much. Thanks. Bye. Bye.